What's up, listeners? Thank you for listening to All Things Boston. It is June 3rd, 2020. I am on my way to Rhode Island to go see my nephews graduating from high school. Uh, Big milestone moment for him. I'm so excited. This is uh, one of those things that only happens, obviously, once in a lifetime. And when you're there for somebody to support them, you want to be there for all the major things that happen. So I am coming from the quarantine state of Massachusetts to the free state of Rhode Island that's fucking thriving right now. I have people that went down to Newport and like had drinks, ate outside, and I'm leaving this trail of destruction after the riots that is Boston to uh, go see them. And I'm excited, really excited about it. Um, It's funny because like I was thinking this is kind of how the whole podcast started. I was driving down, I had a bit of a hangover on my first show, and I just started ranting about the Red Sox, and um, yeah, it's kind of funny, I think the, I don't know if the anniversary is already up, it might already happen actually by now, but um, it's been a year I've been doing this, Uh, obviously the coronavirus thing kind of took the wind out of my sails, but I only do this for myself, like I do it because it's somewhat therapeutic, it's kind of like a, uh, a journal for me, it's, it, I mean, if, I, if you ever just want to have a little bit of a therapeutic fucking outlet, I think doing stuff like this helps, um, you can just talk, say what's on your mind, I'm not all about listenership, I'm not all about how many views I get, I really just like doing this because it is, um, again, it's therapy for me, it's nice to just go on a fucking rant for 20 minutes to 15 minutes and just talk about shit and I appreciate anyone that does listen thank you um it is not not appreciated but again I do this for me um and it's just what I do and usually it's when I'm driving and when I'm like pissed off but I've actually been kind of good lately I have picked up the art of yoga again yes yoga roll your eyes call me some fucking derogatory name because those are the people that are the most judgmental and i'll be honest if you saw someone doing yoga you'd look at him like you'd be judgmental you'd be like look look at this fucking idiot bending over showing his butt in the window of our uh, exercise room yes i get it it looks weird but don't knock it till you try it and don't forget to start trying it because i feel so much better doing it i feel more like I'm actually getting better with my weights. Like I've, my my uh, deadlifts got higher. I realized that it takes like it actually increases your deadlifts by like 15% if you incorporate yoga. If you incorporate yoga, a lot of shit gets better. I finally like hit my milestone and my weight goal, and I wasn't doing anything. I was like I stopped tracking my calories. I stopped fasting. I kind of gave up. Um, and but I did start doing maybe yoga three times a week. I don't know if that helped, but there's been a lot of good things that have happened. I breathe a lot better. I can take a nice deep breath and not have be like, <laughs> you know, like it's like uh, it's awesome. So I really recommend you try it. And again, you have to kind of understand that meditation or like mindfulness, yoga. The biggest part about this is not being judgmental. You have to have a soft approach. You can't be so hard on yourself. You know, I had a couple people do a class with me. And one person's like, oh, I'm really not flexible on this side. No shit. Some sides aren't as flexible as the other. But it's okay. You get, you keep doing it. You get more flexible. And just because you're not doing it as much as the person in front of you doesn't mean you want to quit. And that's that's the biggest hurdle, I think. And once you get over that 
and you take the time to do like a 30 minute to an hour class, like it feels good, man. It feels like a high. And I've like done a few things where I've, I've mixed like, I've done yoga, then worked out, or I've done, I've worked out, then done yoga, either or, like, it's such a good um, release to, to get out there, so, again, try it, don't knock it till you try it, it's an amazing, amazing practice, and, again, the key word is non-judgmental, and you have to catch yourself, because, shit, it's so hard to be non-judgmental in this world, like, I... I'm watching TV, looking at the riots, looking at all that stuff. And you, and you know, at first I'm angry and I'm getting in stupid arguments with people I know that are pro-protest or anti-protest or whatever. And I, trust me, I, I lean a little bit to the right with my views. I've gotten a little more conservative over the years, but I, I still understand that, you know, there police need to stop beating the shit out of people. And when I say police, I say a certain small, small, small percentage of police officers. You know, for me, my relationship with the Boston police was awesome. Like, I got to know tons of them, detectives, sergeants, captains. These guys are the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And they would do anything for me. If I had a goddamn master's degree, I could probably be leading some sort of community outreach program. You know, because they would help me out and get a good job. These people especially with Boston, are top-notch. Sometimes I think they're too soft, to be honest with you. But, obviously, historically, Boston has had a bad reputation of racism, and it showed with the protests that happened on Sunday night. It was, like, sickening to watch what people were doing to our city, to Newbury Street, to Downtown Crossing. Um, but again, I don't, again, I, I, just like the police are that small percentage, the protesters who are part of the looting is a very small percentage too. You can't take away the message that, um, what they're doing is peaceful. It was mostly peaceful. It really is that, that organized group of shithead losers that saw an opportunity to trash the city and steal. And they did it because of course, if you're going to get all the cops focused in one area it's a perfect opportunity to go and fucking do something crazy because they, no one's gonna get there because they're too busy fighting off the other assholes it was a diversion and they're doing it across the city and if you're a part of this protest you have to understand that you're being taken advantage of and there's people that don't give a shit about black lives matter people that don't give a shit about any human rights they're just doing it because it's for the opportunity to be a shithead and brings us back to non-judgmentalness i don't know how to talk about that i guess you have to kind of like i'm literally looking at this as like a fucking dumpster fire i don't want to get involved i don't want to talk about it the only thing i'm talking about is on this podcast because it's my podcast and i can say what i want but i am not in it to get into debate i'm done um i am i just want peace in this country like i i just want everyone to just get along you know, and I, I, I sound just like Rodney King, actually, but it should be that. And Trump's stance on bringing in the National Guard, yeah, it's out of control. I think the, the National Guard should get involved for these bad people. The protesters, no, but these jerks that, you know, and the protesters need to start outing these looters and these assholes because, again, you, it's, it's literally muffling the message that should be done, that police brutality 
happens, whether it's white or black, it's a problem and no one in power should abuse anyone that doesn't deserve the abuse. I mean, I, I mean, when I get pulled over, it's sir, yes, sir. And if I get kind of like treated like crap, I'm just going to take it because of the fear that I might get my ass kicked. And then, you know, maybe the next thing you do is you record it or you get your lawyer and then that's it. There's really nothing you can do during the arrest process. So, um, and like I've worked, you know, I work in the hospitality industry and there's been times where there's been guests who've been unruly where we had to like physically get out of the building. So there are such thing too, though, is like having to use physical force to get someone outside or to like not cause more destruction. So I, I, like I said, it's crazy situation. It's annoying. This sports, this, this podcast is really about Boston sports and other shit, but you know, you gotta have to talk about it. It's happening right now in the news. I'm sure everyone else is like, all right, Joe, shut the fuck up. I've heard about this all day in the news and and I understand that. And I'm kind of like the same way. So I'm just going to keep this short and sweet. I pray for peace. I pray for unity. America will get better after this. And, um, you know, Karma will come back to those looters. I mean, it's just it's just how life works. You do some bad stuff and bad things will happen to you. And the same thing's going to happen to these bad police officers, whether it's today, tomorrow, 20 years from now, something will happen to them too. Because it's a sad life to live when you have such hate in your heart. And studies have shown that creates heart disease, that creates hypertension, that creates death at a young age. So... I don't wish it upon people, but the way that the human body works, when you hold on to so much anger and you're so evil, you will end up, it, it will come back to you. I mean, i.e. Jeffrey Epstein, you know, like that guy thought he was untouchable and karma came back and while it took a long time and he did look at one point pretty fucking untouchable, it came back on him pretty hard where whether he hung himself or not, he was about to spend the rest of his life in jail and someone might have killed him. And I think someone did kill him, to be honest. I mean, but we'll never know about that. And, and that's the way it works. But, you know, I'll use him as an example because Netflix has this. I've been I've been watching some for, for once in my life. I've been actually watching movies on TV. I, I just can't. And I, I kind of watch them. I fall asleep most of the time. Like I, I fell asleep to like two episodes of Epstein. But my fiance, she'll update me. And I'm more like read on it because I've been following this story since it's happened but it's a good documentary my only beef and I just found this out is that um, James Patterson is a Clinton ally he, he's written books with the Clinton family so I think the Clintons are one of the biggest people around Epstein and they don't spend enough time talking about Bill who has been on the island tons of times who has been with Jeffrey a tons of times and on top of that, having a fucking painting of him in a dress of the Monica Lewinsky dress in his house. If that's not, you know, any sort of subtle, you know, shit, I don't know what else is. So that kind of pisses me off, but it is a good documentary. But don't like it, just read, like watch what you see with a grain of salt. Same thing with the news. Same thing with anything. Everything is so polarized now. And you can't really take a word for it. So, you know, just it's just something to watch and it's something to understand that um, justice is not really justice. If you have a lot of money, you can buy justice for yourself. And it's going to take a lot of frustration and a lot of time to finally take this dickhead out. 
So, um, be aware. But I did watch um, Uncut Gems. That was an awesome, awesome movie. I don't know if anyone's ever dealt with gambling before, but that movie was like gambling to me. It was like a fucking nonstop, stressed out, high anxiety. I kind of felt uncomfortable. Like I needed a Xanax after watching that movie. It was um, really good. Adam Sandler, you know, this is the movie that he needed. All his movies have been shit since Click, I would say. Click was pretty good. And, um, you know, he plays this jeweler and he gets this gem and it's like, in 2012 with like the Celtics in the playoffs and Kevin Garnett and I'm not gonna ruin the movie but I thought it was okay I just felt uncomfortable watching it it was just too much anxiety like I don't know I I was like y'all y'all if you see it you're you're gonna feel the same way um and I don't know I I want to watch a movie where I'm kind of comfortable where I'm not like having a pit in my stomach or reminding myself of that time I was at fucking Foxwoods and I blew like $2,000 when I was up $1,500 and, you know, literally you're waiting on that blackjack bet and you lose or you win and gambling sucks. I'm sorry. If you got a gambling problem, get it fucking figured out because it's the worst habit in the world. You're better off like, I wouldn't say the worst habit because like heroin and everything else, but it's a terrible habit and it's sick for you. Like there's no happiness. There's no happiness with it because you're going to lose. You're going to lose more than you win. The house always wins. We all know that. And it always happens. So watch that movie. Really good. And then my last um, review would be Spencer. Uh, Unconfident Confidential, I think. So it took me till like the end of the movie to realize this was a... Um, I would call it a sitcom. It was a uh, show on like ABC that was about this Boston detective and his African-American sidekick, Hawk. And they would solve crime. But Mark Wahlberg kind of like uh, rebooted it. It was good. I mean, corny, but good. You know, there's a lot of funny sp- spots. Like a lot of Boston, they filmed all in Boston. So I'm I'm pro like the movie industry filming in Boston. Um, there was, uh, they even had a shot in Weymouth, like right up the street from my house. Like at this restaurant, which is so random. Like I, I was like, cool. Because... Mark lives, <clears throat> Wahlberg lives on the South Shore. He lives in Duxbury. So um, he filmed some South Shore locations too, which was really cool to do. Um, but I liked it. It was okay. I mean, <clears throat> again, it was a little cheesy, but it's coronavirus time. Anything with anything on TV is good. You know, like the, all these mediocre, like D list movies turn into B list movies because there's nothing to do at all so kudos to Wahlberg for um, making this movie is you know it was entertaining I think that's what Netflix is like it's it's sometimes you get like the the Irishman type of movies which happens once every four years and then you get a gun you get you get some Spencer confidentials you know it's just swag you know is is what it is but it takes up the time and um, you know me and my fiance we had watched it and she liked it and I thought it was decent it got shitty ratings on online and i'll be honest like i have dreaded watching it because it just kind of looked corny and how many Wahlberg movies is he gonna make about boston and being a tough guy and and all this shit but it works i mean it was kind of a mix so if you've seen boogie nights when he um he goes with uh 
what the hell is that guy's name? Uh, John C. Riley. They do like a spinoff with Brock Landers, and he's like a porn star detective, and it's like super cheesy. It's kind of like that. It's funny. You know, my favorite Wahlberg movie is Boogie Nights. Like, that's got to be my favorite, you know, and then maybe The Departed, but um, it was uh, good. It was good. Watch it. Steven. And then I mean, we were just watching movies after movies. And then we watched uh, Lovebirds, which was kind of funny. And then I fell asleep. And then I watched the end. It was all right. Good couples, feel good movie. So, yeah, I mean, I guess now we're just filling up the time. We're filling up what, uh, when this is going to happen, when we're going to open, when, you know, phase two starts tomorrow. Um, Still really not a lot of answers. Yes, you can outdoor dine, but what the hell does that mean? It's good for me because hopefully, you know, some of these you know, really good restaurants on the ocean near my house can start to open. I can go there, get a lobster roll, get a cocktail, feel normal. Um, but it's still, we're still like not even like out of the woods yet. And it's awful. I mean, I think I likened it to a a hike and you know, we're, we're on our way down, but we're still, uh, you know, like I said, there's woods areas, there's rivers, there's fucking streams. You got to cross. There's uh, and then you got to kind of cross the road to get back to your campsite. We're not even near anything like that. I'm kind of likening this, this hike I went on, which was eight hours. This coronavirus, my stomach tattoo, and my hike of Lafayette, top three most mentally tasking fucking things I've ever done in my life. Unfortunately, I got the tattoo done in nine hours. I got the hike done in eight hours. And this thing has cost me three months and it could be more, but I can't, like I said, it's, it helps put this shit in perspective where everything else seems a little easier, you know, like I've had some really bad jobs where like I've been mentally, physically exhausted and it helped prepare me for a job that was hard, but not as hard as that one. So I think that's how you're going to have to look at this situation. Um, you have to be you know, you come out stronger. I'm, um, I've, I'm lucky that me and my buddy, you know, we made a decision to focus more on getting in shape and not our beer, uh, craft beer, you know, love, which has been good. Like we're all fucking getting in great shape. We're all ready for, uh, the summer and mentally we're smarter and you know, that's, that's a good thing. And I hope more people are, are, are ending up like this. I hope, you know, especially with what's going on in the world, I hope that, uh, you know, we become a better society after this cleaner and more, uh, more less racist and, uh, appreciative. And yeah, I'm just ready for this country to, to get back open and for us to just get along. Cause obviously it sucks cause the government has pushed us to the brink of mental exhaustion. And then this whole rioting has, made it even more exhausting like our country is bleeding out right now and it's going to take someone to step it up and you know as much as i could be a trump guy and and um and love him he, he's got to show some more you know support and he's got to be more of a uh he's got to build a bridge rather than literally blow it up with the national guard and the army so yes there are times i don't agree with trump and you know that doesn't make me anti-Trump and that doesn't make me like 
you know, a bad person because I like him either. Like, there's reasons why I like Trump. I'm not going to get into it because it's just going to cause more shit and it's no one's business. So it is what it is. I hope that we all can, uh, like, again, freaking listen to some Bob Marley. You know, if you haven't experimented with marijuana, try it. If you're over 18 and you have that decision, drink less, smoke a little pot, maybe get an edible because it's nicer for your body. Um, and just chill, relax. Everyone needs to, to get away from all this angry bullshit that the media is feeding us and learn how to be a nicer person and love a little. So I'm going to end this at that. Uh, hopefully baseball season will we'll start back up. Celtics are practicing again. Bruins are practicing again, but that's all I got for right now. And I hope everyone has a great week and congrats to my nephew for graduating high school. Peace.